Hey, I'm Jazz, the founder of Let's Sleep, and over the last few years, I've helped hundreds of parents go from tired, overwhelmed, and all-consumed about their baby's sleep to well-rested and totally confident. With a career in midwifery, maternal and child health nursing, and now infant and child sleep consulting, I'm bringing you all my words of wisdom to this podcast. The Let's Sleep podcast is for parents wanting to be totally empowered navigating their little one's sleep from birth to five years of age. Honest and educational conversations to give you the tools you need to make sleep easy. Let's do this. Today, I am sharing 10 of the most common things that parents want out of sleep and settling support. This episode will really highlight to you the the different approach that I have with families that I work with inside our program and our one-to-one packages. I really want to focus on what you need, what you your family unit needs and what you need to feel happy because that is the best place to start when we are creating a sleep plan for your family that you are actually going to want to stick to. Of course, it's about your baby's sleep and you know getting self-settling happening or whatever your goals are there, but starting with what you need and what you want and what you're most excited for is really going to be the heart and soul of writing your sleep plan and and really helping you achieve that as well. So enjoy this episode. I had so much fun putting it together. Let's dive in. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 18 of the Let's Sleep podcast. I'm so excited to get into today's episode. If you are on the Let's Sleep mailing list, you would have received my second ever Sunday email. That's going to be a regular email that goes out every Sunday and lands in your inbox if you are on our mailing list. If you're not, I will put a link in the show notes for you to join the mailing list if you'd like to. Um, I do send out lots of tips and resources and, of course, the new Sunday email, which is full of all sorts of different things. I'll leave that as a surprise um, if you decide to join the mailing list. But this last Sunday, just gone, I, I shared a bit of an aha moment that I'd had during the week and it really cemented in my mind this moment how different the let sleep approach is when it comes to supporting parents with sleep and settling. It's also the reason why let sleep families have really incredible results and why these positive changes do last in the long term. So when I chat to parents in DMs or on 15-minute discovery calls, I always ask them a series of questions. And two of these questions really bring out the most interesting and important answers that really help shape how we make uh, the appropriate sleep plan for them, how I recommend what you know package would be suitable for them, and really just our starting point. And these questions are, What do you want and what are you missing the most in your life right now? 
I think, you know, many families that I talk to are experiencing sleep issues and are feeling a lot of guilt and honestly report feeling quite uneasy and uncomfortable sleep, seeking sleep help. And that it makes a lot of sense. You know, there is so much stigma in the baby sleep world, conflicting advice, strong opinions and beliefs all contribute to this stigma. But when it comes down to it, you only want the best for your baby. You want to make sure they are loved, cared for, and you want to attend to their needs promptly. And that's a given. You know, parents all want those things for their baby and sleep support should never get in the way of that. And I had a 15-minute call last week with a beautiful mum who's since booked in um, for some in-home support. And I could hear that guilt in her voice, not maybe not guilt, but it was just second guessing what, whether this was right for her baby and her family and just basically not wanting to put her baby in harm's way, which I completely get. So I asked her for, for a second just to put that guilt and her baby's sleep to the side for a minute because it was getting in the way of us really nailing down what she needs for her to feel happy and to get back on track. So I asked her, what did she want? What do you need to feel happy and what is missing for you right now? And listening to her answers, it was literally like a weight was lifted from her shoulders. She was given that safe space to express what she needed to feel happy um, and yeah, we, we, we're going to make a plan to make that happen, which I think coming from it, coming at sleep support from that angle is so much more helpful because it's actually so much more about what the family unit needs and, and less about, um, and less about the sleep. It's really thinking about how is those, how are the sleep issues actually impacting your life on a bigger scale and, you know, your family unit. So really that's my secret sauce here at Let's Sleep. It's I always start with you, the parents, because when we get down on paper what you need more of in your life, we can actually make a sleep plan that is tailored to helping you achieve those goals. Um, and, you know, when you know that this sleep plan is going to help you achieve those things that you are missing in your life, you are going to be super motivated to sticking to your sleep plan, um, you know, and when you stick to that plan for a week or two and you get those sleep goals ticked off, you're absolutely going to love that plan and you're going to protect it and stick to it on an ongoing basis because it's actually helped you live a life you love. So today I wanted to go through, I've done a bit of a stock take of lots of conversations with families over the years, um, intake forms I've received, and I've gathered together 10 of the most common things that parents want out of sleep and settling support. So these, these 10 things are basically the answers that have come from asking parents that are experiencing sleep deprivation and anxiety around sleep. It's come from asking them, what do you want and what are you missing the most in your life right now? So Buckle in. I hope you enjoy this episode as much as I'm going to enjoy, uh, you know, sharing this with you. I really enjoyed sitting down and brainstorming this out, and I've got some notes here to to share with you today. So here we go. The ten most common things that parents want out of sleep and settling support. Number one, 
None of these should come as a surprise really, but it might if you're, particularly if you're a sleep deprived parent at the moment and you're feeling stressed about sleep, maybe you've been Googling at 3am or you've worked with other sleep consultants, you've been to sleep school, you're feeling at a bit of a loss with what to do next. Some of these are probably really going to resonate with you. So number one is time with their partner each night. So time to cook dinner together, to just sit on the couch and catch up on your, you know, but with your day, time to watch a movie together and just have a conversation together at the end of a busy day of work or parenting or whatever you've been doing that day. That is probably, these aren't necessarily in any particular order, but that has got to be one that features on almost every intake form that I read. Number two is able to go on a date night or out with friends when you are feeling all consumed by your baby's sleep and very anxious about your baby's sleep it is really difficult to go out and engage socially with people when all you're thinking about is you know what you're in for when you get home in terms of settling or how tired you are from lack of sleep and you know when you're feeling anxious about sleep it's it's exhausting and you know obviously this not getting sleep is exhausting but the constant anxiety state that parents can be in is really mentally tiring as well so being able to go out on a date night um, or out with friends is another huge one that i i see from families and hear from families a lot and that, you know, obviously goes hand in hand with having someone able to, you know, pop your little one down for, for bedtime at night so that you can go out with your friends or out on a date night with your partner and not not have that looming fear that they're going to wake up and need something and that, you know, you're going to have to rush home. Number three is able to fit in regular exercise. And this is something I'm hugely passionate about. Um, you know, in my, if you follow along on the Let's Sleep Instagram, you will have seen over the last few years that I am really big on getting out for exercise regularly as a parent. I love running. Um, you know, I've done a couple of half marathons since becoming a parent and done training programs. Um, shout out to Sam and Beck from Her Trails. They're absolutely amazing and put together some incredible programs to really help facilitate people running wherever you are located. Uh, absolutely love them. I'm almost four weeks through the this 12-week program at the moment. But that's something I'm really passionate about and probably because, you know, it's a lived experience for me. It's very important to fit regular exercise in and it's something that a lot of parents really want to get back to doing regularly as well. Um, I There was a, a, in a previous podcast episode with the lovely Soph, mum to Angus. She shared how, you know, in the episode that she just, she she couldn't, mentally relax enough to to actually put the time aside for exercise or to just go and do some exercise her her partner said you know why don't you just go do a quick 10 minute workout in the garage and she couldn't do that because she just she she felt that she couldn't relax her mind enough to actually focus on doing something else because she felt so consumed by her baby's sleep um, and you know of course when you're feeling tired it's hard to get up that motivation as well 
Um, but being able to fit in regular exercise and that requires that predictability of the day so that you can plan those things in. So four kind of ties in with that is the ability to plan the day. So a lot of let's sleep families really want predictability. They want to be able to plan, you know, outings with friends or trips to the shops, um, when your baby's going to be napping, you know, when they need their milk feeds or their, their solid meals, just planning your day gives you so much more confidence in what the day is going to have in store. Of course, we can't expect to know, you know, they're not robots, our little ones. They do throw us curveballs and that is very normal. But we want to know, you know, some predictability in the day with what's coming next so that we can plan, um, we can, you know, we can better plan. And then five is a full night of sleep, which, you know, is sort of stating the obvious, but, you know, I think there's this, this, um, old school thought where, you know, when you become a parent, just sleep's gone out the window. One of our lovely friends is about to become a dad, um, in the next few months. And I was saying, you know, have has anyone been, you know, making any comments about what it's like becoming a parent or uh, any of those unhelpful statements. And he said, you know, I hear it all the time, like enjoy the sleep while you can. And, uh, you know, whilst it might be said with the best intentions, it's not helpful and it just doesn't need to be true. I think, you know, knowing that you can get empowered and really have a lot more sleep than you probably expect in parenting. You just need the right plan in place. So with that said, a full night of sleep is number five. Um, Of course, you know, our little ones need a feed or two typically, sometimes through till, you know, eight, nine, ten months, maybe even up to one, they may need a night feed. But having chunks of sleep uh, that, you know, you know that you can, rest you're not anxious about when your baby's going to wake up and you can just feel relaxed going to bed at night number six is feeling confident navigating their baby's sleep instead of feeling anxious i think that's honestly one of the biggest things that families report loving once they finish sleep support i think you think so much about you know just getting the sleep back overnight and you know getting the time with your partner and and those kind of things but just the sense of relief that starts to come over families once they feel confident navigating the day routine instead of feeling just in a constant state of anxiousness um, and like you're on a hamster wheel every day um, and and being you know having that inner confidence and, and that troubleshooting toolkit to know exactly how to navigate things and even if your baby throws you a curveball you know what to do so you don't need to feel stressed you just roll on with you know with your troubleshooting number seven uh sort of touched on this already but going to bed free of nighttime anxiety when your baby has been waking really frequently overnight or has been awake for long periods overnight or waking very early in the morning, maybe you've had lots of false starts and lots of waking in the first couple of hours of your little one going to bed, it's really hard to go to bed and, you know, when you personally go to bed and and just go straight to sleep and not feel anxious about what's coming in your night because you almost anticipate those frequent wakes and 
and you know that that anxiety state is is really disruptive for your sleep as well so just going to bed feeling relaxed and it makes me think about this lovely client that i had um last year who's actually a let's sleep hub member at the moment she she sent me a photo of her sitting in bed it was like nine o'clock at night and she had a big bowl of popcorn in her book and she was just relaxing in bed she she just loves reading and she sent me multiple nights in a row just this photo of the popcorn in her book and just her relaxing in bed which just shows that she's just feeling so relaxed leading into her night of sleep which is amazing number eight is to not be the only one that can put your baby down for sleep and this is incredibly common when you are potentially you know you might be rocking your baby to sleep or feeding your baby to sleep and they've just got used to one parent in particular doing that often it is um it is mum uh and it's it really can be quite restrictive because you need to be there for all the settling and your baby is very reliant on you for sleep and that that may be working completely fine for you it's not necessarily a bad thing it's it's if it's starting to impact you or make you feel like you can't get out you know um get out and about and you have to be there for bedtime and you want more flexibility than that that's okay it's also it's a lot on you to 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 always be responsible for settling your baby for sleep the other side of the the coin is you know it's really nice for your partner to also feel that they can put your baby down for sleep and and to be able to share that evenly is you know is really nice nine is able to get out and about for naps on the go and this is not traditionally what I think parents would think when they think about working with a sleep consultant but this is something I am huge on you've probably sensed that if you follow the let's sleep Instagram page you would have seen lots and lots of stuff on travel and pram naps and getting out and it's a really actually a really common misconception that parents have about working with a sleep consultant that you're not going to be able to go anywhere you need to stay at home for all the sleeps but yeah this is something that some parents have a lot of anxiety about about getting out and about for naps on the go if your baby has been fully used to you holding them for sleep um, or feeding to sleep or you know they've only been sleeping at home it can feel like mission impossible trying to get out and about for naps so that you can have some flexibility and it's a really common goal that i support families to achieve um, inside both our group program let's flourish and one-to-one packages and it's really exciting because you know i often get photos weeks later and you know parents are out at a winery and bubs napping in the pram and it's just so nice to see um or you know some mum or dad's out walking along the beach you know with um with a coffee in hand and just having that flexibility to do naps on the go is amazing and it it doesn't have to be that they don't all have to be at home And then lucky last, number 10, is traveling more frequently and not stressing about sleep while you're traveling. 
This is another big one and it's why I did a whole masterclass on travel last year, which was yeah, a really popular masterclass and it was a lot of fun. Traveling does not need to stop when you have a baby. It is so exciting to travel with our little ones and show them the world and show them all these places that we love to visit and traveling more traveling with a little one i understand you know that when you are when you have a little one that isn't sleeping well you the last thing you want to do is then go traveling and and throw in more curveballs and a different sleep space and they're completely you know out of their regular routine compared to what they would be at home but yeah, you, you absolutely can travel with your little ones and also get the sleep you all need as well. Um, we've done lots of travel with our little one, Hazel, and it's just been so much fun. Um, so I love supporting families to, yeah, get confident, um, booking lots of trips and getting away as frequently as possible. So to recap, the 10 most common things that parents want out of sleep and settling support. One, time with their partner each night two able to go on a date night or out with friends three able to fit in regular exercise four ability to plan the day five a full night of sleep six feeling confident navigating their baby's sleep instead of anxious seven going to bed free of nighttime nighttime anxiety eight to not be the only one that can put your baby down for sleep nine able to get out and about for naps on the go and 10 traveling more frequently and not stressing about sleep so i would love to hear you know come over into the dms on instagram um, let's double underscore sleep i would love to hear if any of those have resonated with you maybe all of them resonated with you um, and I also wanted to share before I wrap this episode up the, the list of things that were really important to me and my partner before we had Hazel, we wrote our own list of things that we knew we would need. Uh, the first was eight to nine hours of sleep a night, of course, not in that newborn period, but beyond that, definitely predictability in the day to plan outings and day-to-day -day activities time with Alex every evening to chill out and catch up on our day, uh, feeling at ease with getting a babysitter or granny to care for Hazel if we had a date night or were out with friends, not being restricted to doing all her naps at home, being able to travel confidently and know that she'd adapt to sleeping wherever we are. And honestly, you've probably picked up there are a lot of similarities between the goals that we had and the goals that families that I support have and there's probably a reason for that I think um, we're often drawn to people with similar values and goals and yeah I adore working with the families um, inside our one-to-one -one and group programs and love helping you achieve those goals and hearing your amazing success stories um, so thank you so much for listening uh, if you haven't already, hit subscribe and I would love it if you've been listening to this podcast or you've just listened along today and you love the episode, please leave a review. It helps other families find the Let's Sleep podcast and I also love reading the, the reviews as well. So be sure to do that um, if you get a moment. Thanks everyone and I'll catch you next week.